Welcome to another edition of the official Jets podcast powered by Amazon Web Services. Ethan Greenberg, Eric Allen joined by new Jet safety, Bradley McDougal. Bradley, thanks a lot for joining us here on the podcast. Uh, no worries. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. All right. So let me start with this, Bradley. Can you take us through where you were and your emotions when you got the call that you were going from the Seattle Seahawks to the New York Jets? I was in uh, – it was Saturday – uh, this past Saturday, I was in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, I was raised, um, Midwest kid, but I was home visiting my family, you know, checking on everything, making sure everyone was okay before I head out to camp. And uh, I was supposed to have a flight out Sunday to go to Seattle. And uh, I get a call from John Snyder, the GM over there. And my, my first reaction was like, well, what does he want? You know, I'm, I'm about to be there tomorrow. I'm like, what you know, your GM doesn't just call you every day. And so he calls me and, I, and I'm talking to him. I'm thinking it's about like COVID testing because the, the, you know, we were in a big negotiation from the uh, Players Association to the GM. So I was just kind of, I called him the day before to uh, clarify on things about uh, the news that I heard and how it affects veteran players. So I uh, gave him a call. He asked me, he texted me back and asked, could he call me tomorrow? And I'm like, yeah, no worries. So um, he calls me the next day. So I'm still thinking it's about that. And uh, I was letting him know, I I was talking for like two minutes. And then uh, I was just letting him know that my concerns and questions have been answered by other players. And then that's when he stopped me. Like, yeah, I'm going to stop you there. Uh, you just been traded to the Jets. And I'm like, wait, what? And then, you know, <laughs> he goes on for a couple minutes and thanks me for all the all the things I've done for the uh, Seahawks. And I re- really appreciated my time there and the work I put in for the team. And my mind was just so, like, like lost. I'm like, wait, like, I really got traded to the Jets? And he's like, yeah. He's like, uh, we're waiting for the league to approve it. And then as soon as I said that, I had, like, my, my phone just started vibrating crazy. Like, this <laughs> and, then they, and then next thing you know, I get on Twitter, Adam Scheffner, like, man, <laughs> you know, I'm a Jet. Never so, met Adam Scheffner, but I, I don't know if I like him. Last time he tweeted my name, I got fined $26,000 for a hit that wasn't even illegal. But yeah, Adam <laughs> Scheffner never just dropped good news on your boy. So if your name comes across that thing, it's, it's something for real's happening. All right, so Schefter's a good guy, no doubt about it. <laughs> in due time, you have an opportunity to meet him, Bradley. But uh, when you found out you were going to be a Jet, what were the subsequent conversations like with your new GM, Joe Douglas, your new head coach, Adam Gase, and, of course, you knew, your new defensive coordinator, Greg Williams, an intense fellow? Man, yeah, I'm um, get to that point, too. But uh, Joe Douglas and, and Adam Gaze, you know, they were more than welcoming. And, and just a, I could hear it in the voice, the excitement, uh, how passionate they were to have me and how happy it were. It brought me a lot of comfort and made me start thinking of how great this was to be here as a Jet and the opportunity that lies in front of me. You know, uh, all, all I ever wanted was the opportunity to play, and this is no different. You know, I'm an undrafted kid going on my eighth year, so this is just another place for me to come come in and make my home. And that was the first thing I thought of, that this is just another opportunity to go win another staff over, another fan base over, and, and, and just go make plays in a, a different uniform. That's all it is. And, I mean, that's all it's going to be. But when I called uh, uh, Greg Williams, he was the same way. He was intense, like I said. I'm, I'm used to – I got used to a certain uh, style of coaching and uh, out there in Seattle. And there's no right or wrong way to do this, you know, if you – everybody's different everybody's wired different he's just happened to be one of the more intense coaches i've ever uh i've ever uh communicated with but 
I've, I've never heard a bad thing about uh, Greg Williams. I know players that played under him, and they all have positive things to say. I actually reached out to him first. I, I called him. Uh, Joe Douglas, Adam Gates called me, but I called uh, I called him because I just wanted to introduce myself, let him know what kind of player I was, what kind of man I was, and how excited I was to be here. And the same goes with my, my position coach, uh, Denard William, uh, Wilson. Uh, he was just ex- excited. Uh, they were kind of letting me know they're no bullshit type of guys and, you know, they're going to push you and they're going to work you and they expect, expect a lot out of their players and I can only respect that. That's very rare that a player will reach out to his coordinator and position coach after the trade. Usually it's vice versa. You said that you wanted to tell these guys who you were as a player and as a man. So why don't you tell us what you told Greg Williams? I just let them know that I was, I'm, I'm, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I've always been hungry. I got a chip on my shoulder. That's never left. I've had success other places, but you know, I still feel like I'm one of the most slept on safeties in the league. Uh, I know you've seen my film, but th- that doesn't that doesn't do justice to who I am as like because uh, I'm not only a good player, but I'm a good guy in the locker room. You know, I, I like to motivate those people around me. Uh, I'm really the type of person that just let my play do all the talking. But since it was my first time meeting them, it's going to be a while before we strap on the pads and we actually get to go out there and line up. Um, I just wanted them to know that uh, that they got a good guy coming. I was hardworking, and like I said, I'm, I'm humble, but I know the value I can bring to a team. I know who I am as a man. You know, I, I, I like to go to work every day and, and give him my all, go home, rest up, and, and go back and do the same thing the next day. And that's that's pretty much it. I'm not into all the media and all the all the talking back and forth with people. I just show up on Sundays and let my play do all my talking, and that's the type of man I am. Um and I just wanted everybody to know that I was excited about this. You know, some guys, like you said, some guys don't do that. But I wanted to just uh, initiate the first conversation and, and and let them know personally that I was excited about this opportunity. And not only excited, but I was thankful and, and, and grateful for the opportunity. So it seems like you're going to fit in the locker room just fine. Actually, on your Instagram post of you, I think, flying to New York, right, on the private jet, the PJ, Marcus May comments. He says, you and I are going to get along just fine what have your conversations been like with your new teammates and how excited are you to finally be able to get on the field after a wild, unprecedented offseason? Well, this offseason, you know, it was crazy for a lot of reasons. You know, we don't have a OTAs, but, I mean, when you're a vet and you're going to your eighth, league, eighth year in the league, you're not really worried about that. That's kind of the time the young guys get the, the reps that they need, and that's when they really take their big jump from, uh, year one to year two is in that all those reps kind of add up, you know, but I um, I, I didn't take that time off I, from, I want to say April to June. I've been down in uh, Texas. I've been doing two days for three months now in Texas heat. I'm in some of the best shape I've been in. And, um, you know, I'm hungry. I've been hungry. I, I want to go prove myself no matter how good I had of a year I had before or what what how far how far we got in the playoffs that none of that matters a fresh start fresh opportunity to just go prove yourself because what you did last year don't matter where you were at last year don't matter none of that can save you it's about the work that you put in i'm probably as healthy as i've ever been and uh, i use that time to really just focus on my body on my mind and uh it, get as best shape as i can get and, and just tighten up all my skills you know i, I go back and i self-scout myself like coaches do and i know i had things to work on and i feel like i use that time to really work on it. I was out there with a great group of guys to train with Chris Harris. Um, he's a KU guy of mine. We got a great trainer out there. It's a bunch of guys, you know, we're doing seven on seven every day. 
uh, we're finding ways to still play football, you know, while following the rules and we were, you know, safe about how we lifted and, and, and social distance and all those things, but it was still work to be done. And uh, we got creative with it and we still were able to get a lot of work in. So uh, I, didn't, I didn't really use that time as an excuse to take off or, or not be focused. So um, it was a different off season, but it was a, a different off season of positive. You know, you just had to do a lot of work from home and that's where I feel like this is going to be a year like the lockout year. You're going you're gonna to really see who was a true pro and who really put the work in and who didn't. What do you think about coming into a system where Greg Williams likes to have his safeties as interchangeable parts? Because I know in Seattle, yeah, you're comfortable playing in a box, but you'll go back and play single high. Sometimes they use the nickel. It seems like your versatility is going to be a good fit here. I feel like uh... – one of my, I feel like that's one of my strongest suits. You know, when I when I first was getting into a league, a coach told me, if you could play one position, you might make the team. But if you could play multiple positions and find success at these different positions, you're going to make the team. And I, I always prided myself. You know, I was a wide receiver before. I did two years of uh, wide receiver in college, and I only played safety for two years. Uh, I, did, I played both ways my freshman year, but you know, I bounced around so uh being an athlete was always one of my strong suits and, and that hasn't changed and then at this point in my in my career i use my mind a lot more than i ever have and that makes you play a lot faster than you ever could think of because you could be a hell of an athlete you could go out there and run a four three but if you don't know what you're doing you're gonna look like a four five four six guy so it's all about knowing your playbook knowing where you're supposed to be and not only knowing where you're supposed to be but the guys around you that'll make you move even better if i know this guy is going to wall this guy on the inside well i could play stronger on this side you know what i mean it's, it's, a, it's a bunch of small things it really all works together and when you see the bigger picture of defenses and how it's really put together you know that's going to make you a better and one of uh greg one of the first things he told me is you know i line guys up to their strengths and you know, i'm gonna find a way if a guy has a certain skill set i'm gonna find a way to line him up and he could be as successful as possible so that was uh refreshing to hear knowing that he had that mindset and and, and he was able to do that for players and uh, his, his stats he shows. I know a lot of guys that played for him and came in and had success, and I plan to do the same thing. Bradley, off the field, what do you like to do in your free time? I know you talked about it a little bit before. You're a pretty laid back guy, but what what do you do if you have a day to yourself? Oh uh, man, I like to. I'm really a homebody guy. I'm one of those guys that I, I don't mind. This quarantine thing didn't really phase me. I don't. I've, I've had days. You know, I, I don't leave the house for two days. You know, I like to. I like to get a whole bunch of cool stuff and put it in my house. I got a dog. I go play fetch with him. His name's Roscoe. You guys are meeting. He's a G. Uh, <laughs> what kind of dog? French Bulldog. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Yeah. He, I already ordered his jersey. He's, uh, <laughs> he's a G. You know, he's waiting on me. He's wait, He's wondering where I'm at. I told him I'd be there like a week ago, but he thinks I abandoned him. But I got to get him out here. That'll bring me a lot of comfort. But, no, I just like to hang out. I like to cook. Uh, I said that earlier. Uh, cooking is one of my one of my interests. I really enjoy cooking. Um, thinking about owning a restaurant one day, but um, besides that, I'm not really a video game guy. I like to watch film. I actually like to be a student of the game. I get some time off. I like to take that time, especially during the season, and just take care of my body, whether that's stretching or having somebody stretch me, getting massages. Uh, I just like to take that time off and just reset. I'm a I'm a, a hell of a conversationalist. I love to be around people. But I feel like, you know, that wears you out. And I get I get a little time to myself. And I just use it to refresh and recharge myself. And I've been cooking quite a bit this offseason, too. Hello, Fresh. I'm a big fan of Hello Fresh. They said <laughs> all the ingredients. And 
they tell you how to put it all together and I've been doing a good job, but enough about me. Let's keep on talking about Bradley. Um, what's up with the Twitter handle at baby lead. I know there's a good story behind that. And then my second part, let's stay and talk about the family. Uh, what did you do with your grandmother's house this off season? Well, the, the baby lead is it, actually no story. My older brother, he had a, it's actually when Twitter first started, I told my, I promised myself I'd never make a Twitter. Like, why do I want to read what somebody else's random thoughts are? Like, this is stupid. <laughs> so one day we were sitting around and, uh, my brother's handle was uh, Young Lee, and I don't even know where he got that from. And uh, somebody was like, bro, you might as well just make one, too. You could be Baby Lee. And we all just thought that was so funny, so I just ended up making it, and it stuck. you know. I, and then also I wasn't trying to get a Twitter handle to become famous or easily found, so I'm like, oh, man, I really never had a nickname. So, But you all can call me B-Mac, though. B-Mac is my new nickname. But, um, yeah, I never really had a nickname, so I just kind of went with it, and it stuck. You know, I was in college. I was still with nobody. And then I get verified, and it's like, who is Baby Lee? And so it's kind of it's kind of how that happened. But, uh, yeah, this offseason, I made one of the biggest purchases, best purchases of my life. I uh, remodeled my uh, – uh, totally renovated my grandma's house from top to bottom. It was one of the biggest blessings I did. And uh, the reason I did it because uh, I, uh, I grew up in a single-parent home, and uh, so I spent a lot of time over at my grandparents' house uh, when they uh, when my mom had to work. And weekends, summers, you know, I was over there a lot. And my grandfather passed when I was in the eighth grade, going into ninth grade. And so uh, the house, you know, at the time when I was a young kid, was one of the nicest things in our family. It was kind of like the pillar. It was like our temple. You know, everybody used to come over there and do Easter dinners or Thanksgiving or Christmas, even, if you will. And then, uh, you know, over the years, my grandma, you know, she's as strong as she is. But uh, the house just started to, you know, take a toll. It was a lot for a woman to handle. And she still taking care of other people around her. Uh, she just retired not too long ago. So I just thought it'd be a, a great present to uh, give her. And plus she's getting older. She still had a, my grandpa put this, what he thought was so cool, this hot tub in there. And it was getting hard to the point. It was hard for her to step over into the into the bathtub. And one of my worst fears were her to slip in a bathtub or something crazy like that. So um, yeah, from top to bottom, I just made it as nice as possible for her. And, uh, it really turned out great. You know, the realtors and the contractors, they did a great job. They uh, they surpassed anything I thought it could look like, and she loves it. I had, and, and and the the funniest part is, so it took about two months, and all this was during the pandemic, too, and they got all that done in two months, which is incredible. But uh, I had her staying in the Airbnb, and I'm like, Grandma, these are the this is what your house is going to look like. She wasn't processing it. Like, they knocked down a couple walls and really just gutted the whole house out, and I'm like, so I kind of wanted her to get comfortable to what it feel like to live in a new house. And she's like, I don't know about this, baby. I kind of just want to go back to my house. And so, you know, <laughs> other people, they want to be in their house and they want to be, if I'm like, grandma, you got to let them finish. Like, don't like, just be patient, grandma. You're getting a whole new house. But uh, so she finally comes back and, and she stays in and she loves it and she cries and she does all that. But like a week later, I'm like, how's it feel? She said, I don't, I don't know, baby. This, this still has to feel like one of those B and Bs. I don't think this is my house yet. And I'm like, no, nah, grandma, that's that's your house. It's <laughs> what it is. She's like, I love it. It just doesn't feel like mine. It feel like one of those B and Bs. She calls them. She calls Airbnbs B and Bs. So yeah, but uh, that's probably one of the best things I've done with my money since I started making money. And uh, I'm definitely proud of it. All right, Bradley. Well, we appreciate the time. Thank you so much for joining us here on the official Jets podcast powered by Amazon Web Services. And welcome to the New York Jets. 
Man, thanks for having me. I look forward to meeting you guys, you know, working with you guys in the future. And I'm honored to be a Jet.